discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Praise the Lord. Are you glad to be in church? Wow. Say wow. What a blessing. It's not a blessing. Today we have question and answers. Hallelujah. All right. So if there's any question on your heart, if there's anything that you'd want to ask about, you are at liberty to share. Okay? Yes. So the ball is in your court. The ball is in your court. Any question at all? There's a microphone here, so the microphone can go around. Any question at all, you can ask. And we'll answer it. All right. So our brother has a question. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor. You're welcome. Uh, I was thinking about a scripture today. Um, Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus. Yes. Yeah. In Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Yeah. Um, when we were going through the, I think, Temelius. Yeah. I remember that um, we were taught that there's a book of the living where God has re- recorded our days. I, I just want to confirm that is there, is there anything like everything you're supposed to do every day of our life has been recorded? Is there something like that? Because if, if, when I read different um, versions of this... Amplified especially. Yeah. It's... Yeah. That, that should we, we should work in them, living the good life which he prearranged. So is there anything like a step-by-step step, something God has laid down every, like every single day of your life, there's something you're supposed to do in achieving what, or it's just a, a big picture that you're just supposed to find your way through and accomplish things. There is a big, there, there's something huge. It's called walking in the perfect will of God. If you read in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, uh, from verse 1, he mentions that, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies, uh, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, Unto God, which is your reasonable act of service. Then verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay? Then he's, he goes on to uh, say that, So that you may prove. The renewal of your mind ends you in proving what is that good and acceptable or permissible and perfect will of God. So there's, there's a good will of God, there's as the acceptable will of God, and then there's the perfect will of God. So there's a perfect arrangement for you. Do you get it? Every single minute, every single second, every single microsecond prearranged by God, like we are hearing in the other place, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says God has prearranged for us to walk in them. You remember? All right. So there is, there is a book really for that um, in Psalm, Psalm 139, verse 16. Okay, 
So go to Psalm 139 verse 16. That, that idea is, is there. It's scripture. It's true. And God expects us to walk in his perfect will every single day. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. Go up. Go, go to, let's read from verse 14 so that we see it well. I'll praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members. Now, let's read this particular one in another verse, maybe another version, maybe amplified. Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and in your book all the days of my life. You see, this one says, all the days of my life were written before ever they took shape, when as yet there was none of them. Are you seeing it? You see that I'm not the one saying it. It's actually in the Bible. So God has every single day. But message, message version. Okay, let's look at message version. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. Every one of them prepared before you even live one day. Everything is documented. <laughs> it's not a small thing. Is it true? Is it true that it is not a small thing? Every single day. So every single day is planned. But it's dependent on the renewing of your mind. If your mind is not renewed, you'll be walking outside of God's will. The moment you start renewing your mind with the word of God and thinking right, right thinking, right talking, right believing, are the most important things that you need as, as a Christian. Right thinking, right believing, right talking. Very, very important. Okay? Until you start thinking right, you will not believe right, and you will not talk right. And that's what God needs for, for, for us to get in shape with. Actually, spiritual warfare, as we know it, is not, what we, is not having a battle stance with the devil, Drawing your sword. I don't know which sword you are drawing. But that's not what spiritual battle has to do with. Spiritual battle has to do with your flesh, your mind, your thoughts, your believing. Okay? It's very important that you, you get to understand some of those things. It's real spiritual but If the devil is going to get you, he's going to get you by what you think. Your thought processes. So if you read in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's read from verse 2. 2 Corinthians 10, 2. For the weapons of our father are not carnal. Go to verse 2. Go to verse 2. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present. Go to verse, verse 3. This, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war. So there's actually a war. It's a spiritual war that goes on. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say there's a spiritual war. That is ongoing whether you like it or not. It is happening. Life. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Then it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations 
and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every what? Every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, if you realize, he will let you know that the war we have to do, we, have to, we are fighting, the war we are fighting in is not a war of axe, arrows, shields, and all that. It's a war of thoughts. Knowledge that would want to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. When the knowledge of, uh, of the world exalts itself above the knowledge of God, it pushes you out. The devil gets you. Okay? You're thinking. How are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Your thoughts are very, very important to God. They are very, very important to God. You must think faith thoughts, no matter what is going on around you. You have to think faith thoughts. Never allow thoughts of reduction, thoughts of distraction dominate you. If they do, the devil gets you. He automatically shifts you into a gear of unbelief. That causes you to walk in sometimes not even the acceptable of God or the good will of God, but outside the will of God, which will get him to get you. Do you understand? Uh So yes, there is a book that has been documented about you, and the war is such that let's get this guy out of the book to walk in another place where he's not supposed to walk so that anything can happen to him. The first place is through your thoughts, your mind. Your mind. That's why we, we, we talk about the mind a lot. Because that's actually the real battlefield. That's where everything starts from. Okay? Yeah. Spiritual warfare has nothing, has little or nothing to do with you fighting with the devil. All the die, die, and the things we hear is actually not scriptural. Scripturally speaking, the devil that you are fighting, you claim to be fighting, is actually underneath your feet. We are not fighting the devil. We are mop up soldiers. We are, Jesus said, occupy till I come. We are to occupy and enforce, what we do is to enforce the victory of Christ. Okay? Christ has won. Hallelujah, you have won it all for me. Death could not. He's, he's won the victory, isn't it? Christ has won the victory. You need to understand the victory of Christ and make that your present tense thoughts and your present state of living. When you have that at the back of your mind, the devil cannot do anything around you or do anything to you. What? He can't do anything. So he aims to push you out of that particular mindset to start thinking that you are fighting with the devil and that there's a serious battle going on between you and him. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah. So what we are supposed to do is to keep him under our feet. Yeah, if you read Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10, the Bible mentions that um, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Then verse 11 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to, to stand against the wiles of the devil. Then verse 12 says, for we wrestle not against what principality. Have you seen a wrestling match before? Can a wrestling match be compared to a war? Is it the same thing? It's different, isn't it? So the word should let you know. When we spoke about war, it had to do with thoughts and imaginations. Bringing everything to the obedience of Christ, isn't it? Now, when he came to wrestling, he's talking about principalities. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. 
against spiritual wickedness in high places. He says we are in a wrestling match with them. So we, we do have a certain, there's a struggle, a, wrestle, a wrestling match is a struggle to keep you on the ground, to keep you where you are, or to sway you. Do you get it? So we are not at war with them. We are in a wrestling match with them, which is true. But the wrestling match is with one person. It's like Undertaker fighting. Have you, do you know Undertaker yes. in wrestling? Yeah. I nearly said in the Bible. <laughs> in wrestling. Undertaker is very well. I mean, how many of you remember Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan, these are seniors. They are the pioneers of the thing. Very, very high. Or Andrew the Giant. How many of you remember Andrew the Giant? Very this 90s, very wild guys. Just imagine them fighting, uh, let's say, Andrew the Giant fighting with, uh, with the, Kofi Kingston Kai is powerful. Oh, John Cena too is powerful. Just imagine Andrew the Giant fighting with, uh, uh, with David. Stand up and let them look at you. Just, just imagine. I mean, is it a fight? It's not a fight, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a done deal. He's done. Hallelujah. All he needs to do is to hit him in on his head and that will be it. Yeah. That's the kind of wrestling match we have. We, we are wrestling from a very high place because the people we are wrestling against are the same people that are under our feet. In Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 19 downwards, you get to know, he says, that you may know what's the exceeding greatness of his power which is at work, which is at work in you. So that, go, back, go to that place, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us? What is he's praying that you may come to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power, of God's power that is at work within you. That same power which he, he, which he worked or wrought in Christ. When he raised him from the dead, that's verse 20, right? Which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand. He raised, that power raised, the power that is working in you is the power that was used to raise Christ from the dead and set Christ on the right hand, not right hand side, Right hand side has to do with position. He is sitting, she's sitting on his right hand side. But this one didn't say right hand side. This one said seated on the right hand. Right hand represents the place of authority. Are you listening to me? Right hand represents what? The place of authority. So we are seated in the place of authority. Hallelujah. Which he wrote in Christ when he raised him up from the dead and set him at his right hand. Then he says, far above. Even if, if it had been just above, it would have been enough. But the Bible says that he set him far above all principality. It's not the same group he's talking about here. Far above principality and power and dominion and might and every name that is named, not only in this world, but the world that, that is to come. And has given him to be the head of all things to the church and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. You see, we are, we are part of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. When God took Christ on the dead, we, we rose from the dead with him. When he set him in, his, at, in the heavenly places at his right hand, he set us there. You see, so after this place, you see, the scriptures were divided into verses and chapters so that we can be able to refer to it very easily. So it's actually a long read. So I can read the whole thing to you. Okay? He says, and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Continue. Which is his body. The church is his body. So we are his body. If, can your head be sitting in heaven and your body be sitting on earth? Where your head is found, there your body is. Isn't it? It will be a horror movie if your head is in heaven and your body is on earth. It doesn't work like that. So if he says he set him 
far above our principality and powers. It means that we are his body. Even if you are the little toenail of Jesus Christ, you are still part of those who are set in heavenly places. Far above our principalities and power. He says, which is his body, the fullness of him that filled all in all. Next verse. Next verse is chapter 2, verse 1. But it doesn't mean that it is not part of what he is. It's a long read. Okay? So chapter 2, verse 1 says, And you has he made alive. The word quicken means to make alive. You has he made alive. Who were dead in trespass and sins. You were dead in trespass and sins. So now I don't, I'm not dead in trespass and sins. Who were dead in trespass and sins. Wherein in time past. You see, he's talking about your past. If you're a child of God, this is your past. He's referring to your past. Wherein in time past, you walked according to the course of this world. There's a course. There's a, you see, it's called the, the, the flow. It's like the flow of water, of a river. Okay, there's a flow of, it's called the, the river course. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It's a current that flows, that takes anything that it finds on, the, on, the, on, the, on its path with it. There's a flow, there's a course, of, there's a natural flow of the world. Okay, that causes you to go where you don't want to go and become what you didn't plan to become. But it says we were walking according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, he's in charge of the air. The very air is even tainted with this, with this corruption. The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, meaning that you are not a child of disobedience. You are now a child of obedience. Continue. Among whom also we had our conversation or had our lifestyle. We had, meaning that you're a child of God now, you don't have your lifestyle along that line. Among whom we also had our conversation in time past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. The desires of the flesh and of the mind. Whatever crosses your mind, you do it. If you feel like uh, uh, insulting somebody, insult the person. If you feel like having sex, you have sex. If you feel like whatever you feel like doing, you do. He says, among whom we also had our lifestyle in time past. Say in time past. In time past. So he's not, he meaning, he meaning that he's not thinking about you along this line. In time past, in the last of our flesh, fulfilling the desire, and that's what causes you to walk outside the will of God. He calls them the children of disobedience. This is how they lived. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Next verse. But God. Say, but God. Are you seeing that discourse? He describes Christ and how Christ is seated heavily in heaven, places above our principality and powers and everything. Then he brings you into the picture. Before he brings you to the picture, he describes where you are coming from. He describes where you are coming from. But he says, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, the way they loved us. Then he says, by grace. He says, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened or made us alive together with Christ. Then he says, by grace are you saved. Hallelujah. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus together. Where, where is Jesus seated? Jesus is seated far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and throne. And every name that is named. And he says we are seated, he has raised us up together and has made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's something to be happy about. Hallelujah. So I'm a child of God. Say I'm a child of God. But the battle is to let you not think along this line. The battle is to keep you thinking that you are from Asan and think that your mother, uh, the sickness that your mother has is the sickness you are going to have. Let you think that, oh, everybody in your family dies at, at age 45. So you, you, you are preparing yourself. You are now 
25. You have just a few years more to go. Or it takes a while before your mother got married when she was 35. So you do marry when you are 35. Yeah, letting you think that you belong to this earth, you belong to this world, you belong to the cause of this world, and that what is happening in this world is what will happen to you automatically. But when you start thinking that you are from the, you are from, you are seated in the heavenly places, no matter what happens around you, you interpret it from heavenly places. You don't let anything destabilize you to the point of, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so all your days are recorded. They are documented in God's book. But if you are going to fulfill and live the way God wants you to live, you will have to do it according to his word. By renewing your mind. By renewing your mind. By walking in the perfect will of God. And not walking in the flesh. Walking in the perfect will of God. You understand what it means to walk in the flesh? To do what you, f- you feel like doing. We are fasting. You say, oh, I feel like eating. Just a feeling. Who doesn't feel like eating when he's fasting? Ask your neighbor, you when you are fasting, don't you feel like eating? Everybody feels like eating when you are fasting. Oh, everybody, it's, that's it's fasting. So you feel like eating. But I don't walk according to my feelings. I walk according to the word of God. Hallelujah. So every single thing that happens around you, as soon as you start interpreting things and living and doing things in line with God's word, you start walking in the perfect of God and you start walking in what he has documented about you before you were born. You understand? Yeah. But the fight is, or the wrestle is to get you out. So they are wrestling with you to get you out. For we wrestle not against, uh, uh, for we wrestle not against what? Is it, did you say we wrestle not against flesh and blood? Go back to that please. Ephesians chapter 6. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Very wild guys. They are all there to sway you. To cause you to move out of God's word and live according to your mind and according to your flesh where they are God. He's called the prince of the power of the air. He's, he's the God of the flesh. That's where he rules. So if he can get you there, then he can dominate you. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So if you decide, I'm going to stay in God's way. So after this, he starts telling you everything he mentions about after this is, is, is God's word. Every single thing. Let me show it to you. Let's enumerate it one by one. Go to the next verse. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Two things. First of all, he says, put on the armor of God. And then the second thing in this place is that take unto you the armor of God. Two things. Go back to verse, verse 11. You see it. Put on the whole armor of God. Are you seeing it? Say put on. The word put on means to, end, uh, the Greek is endure. It means to sink into. To sink into or to put on. To wear as, as a cloth or as a dress. Do you struggle before you wear your, your cloth? How many of you had to get 17 people to help you wear your, your, sh- your trouser? It was so, the skinny was so tight that you needed someone to. 17 people were helping you. Five were pulling it and the other 12 were pushing and stretching it for you. Was it anything like that? Was it easy wearing your dress? The same thing. He says, put on the whole armor of God. Just put it on. Like the way you put your dress on. Just put it on. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to be able to withstand against all the wiles. The word wiles are strategies. The word wiles is stratagems. Okay? 
what's the, what's the Greek? Methodia. What does it mean? Cunning arts, deceit, craft, trickery. Cunning what? Acts, deceits, trickery. That's all the devil is left with. Tricks, deceits, to get you out of God's word. So, so he says, put on the, 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 the whole armor of God so that you're able to stand against all the wiles of the devil. All the methods of the devil. There's nothing new under the sun. The devil does not have any new trick. Everything that he's doing around, he has done over the years. If you want to catch the devil well, read history, you'll be fine. You'll see all that he has done in time past. You don't need to struggle at all. You think you are the only person who is struggling with sex. Ask your father. <laughs> You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. If only you ask your father. Maybe he'll slap you, but if he's very honest, he will sit you down and talk, start talking to you. Ask him what prevented him from doing the work of the Lord. your mother what happened yeah <laughs> there's nothing all the temptations that you are facing today same it's like nothing I'm saying the only thing I'm saying is that our things the package is better it's better you see he's called the prince of the power of the air so he's not using the air so much you see the internet is air it's in the air the phones they are in the air everything is in the air Powerful air things. It has advanced. Those times, if you want pornography, the way you have to suffer. Oh, those of us who were in the nineties, the second, the GSS I went to. Sometimes you could have porn circulating. He was in the same GSS as You can have porn circulating in the class. Now the porn, you see, the, the class we had about six rows. By the time it gets to your row, it's six weeks. Six weeks, six weeks later, like this week, it is here. This week, it's only the boys on this show who are watching it. If you get it, depends on what time you get the, the cassette. If you get it, you have to watch, you have just about one hour to watch. I know a friend who he got the, he got the cassette and he was supposed to return it in an hour, so he took a bicycle, drove, got to the house. When he got to the house, his father was reading newspapers in the hall. But he must watch the thing and return it within an hour. So he put the TV on and slipped the, the, the cassette into the, you know, the cassette player, uh, VH, VHF and all, VHS and all that. So he slipped the cassette and stood in front of the TV like this. And was watching. When the father was sitting, he was determined to watch the thing. So he was, he was like this. Watching as his father was sitting. Muted the, but right now you don't have to do that. Is it true? It has become more, it's very easy. It's the easiest thing on WW dots. Sharp. You don't even need to dial, dial WW dots. Just X something. Hey. He's called the prince of the power of the air. He's using the power of the air a lot this time. Very easy. It's the same, same problems. Same, nothing has changed. Same problems. You have to be wild. Okay? You have to be very wild. And decide. Hallelujah. One thing, I'm talking about the, the perfect will of God. There's a perfect, there's a book that has all your life, everything, your every single day, how you're supposed to live it. It's there. Okay? One of the things we don't mention in, 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 the, in the house of God these days is uh, concerning 
consecration and sanctification. Okay, consecration. Say consecration. consecration. And sanctification. sanctification. It's like we can live anyhow and everything will be fine. But it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's as though the grace message has covered for that. But it doesn't work like that. It doesn't do. There are sins of the spirit and there are sins of the flesh. Sins of the spirit take a longer, take a very shorter time for God to judge. Sins of the spirit include pride. Pride, something like pride. God doesn't wait longer. He will just judge sharp. Because those ones are very dangerous. Pride, unforgiveness. You know unforgiveness? Unforgiveness. Have you read Matthew chapter 18 before? When Jesus was talking about the guy who did not forgive. Unforgive. Very dangerous. These are dangerous, highly dangerous things. It can make you sick. It can kill you quickly. I mean, you can just die. Okay? When it comes to sins, so the physical sins like fornication, adultery, smoking, it takes a longer time before you are judged. If you don't judge yourself, you'll be judged. If you read in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, from verse 14, we've read it over and over and over again. I always read the end at 17, but 18 and uh, 16, 8, 17 and 18 say something very powerful that I want us to Let's read from, from verse 4, 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, from verse 14. But it says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness? Haven't you heard me quote this scripture before? What fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light of darkness? Next verse. And what concord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. Hallelujah. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Next verse, verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye what? Separate. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So if you are touching the unclean thing, he will not receive you. It's New Testament. I'm not it says, because he lives in you, come out from amongst them and be ye separate. There's a corruption in this world. The more you participate in the divine nature, the more you are taken away from the corruption of this world. That's in Second Peter chapter 1. Verse 4. Look at that. Second Peter chapter 1. Verse 4. Before you go there, we can go back. Go back and let's look at verse 18. That's another one in verse 18. Same, same place where we're reading. It says, And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. It's, like, it's as though touching your unclean thing makes you not a son to him. I say it. So when you're touching some things and you're playing some things, you are exposing yourself and you are deleting him from your life small, small. Anything can happen to you. You are, you are breaking the hedge that is around you on your own. And it's like, oh, we can kiss. We'll do everything, but we'll not have sex. Do you, do you, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, we'll do everything, but we'll not have sex. We'll do everything. Like, we can kiss, we can fondle the breasts, we can mirror the bottoms. Mia, mia. We can mirror everything. I can put my fingers in some places. Yeah, one or two. Put my fingers in some places. But as for genitalia intercourse, no. No, it's, it's, it's not from God, but you are doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. 
you are touching unclean things. You don't know you're exposing yourself without knowing. The mercy of God is wonderful. It's just God's mercy that is keeping us. Do you know it's God's mercy that is keeping us? Because if you look at what you did last weekend, Charlie, some thunder should have struck you long time. If God were killing you, who do you think will kill first in the church? Who do you think will kill? Just look around, check your neighbor. Who do you think he will kill first? Lift your hand if you feel like he will kill you first. The church will be empty. It's the mercy of God. The mercy of God has just had mercy on us. So that you hear some of these things and start correcting your life. Yeah, start judging yourself. Bible says if you, are, if you judge yourself, you will not be judged. Start judging yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So go to the one in uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. Let's read from verse 4. Then probably go to the next verse. The next question. Whereby given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, so that by these promises you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lusts. Have you seen it? Having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lusts. The last in the system eh, is, is too much. It's, it's, that's what we are breathing. Is it true? Yeah. Have you had some last with us today? Yeah. Be honest. If you have, just lift up your hand like that. That's cross your mind. The ladies will not lift their hand. But the guys there will, will lift their hand. May the Lord forgive all of us. And have mercy on us. John, even you. Even you, John. Hey, who then shall be saved? Too much. It's too much. It's too much. We are tired, isn't it? Guys, are we not tired? Ah, why? Why? The devil is just worrying us just like that. Ah! That is why the Bible says that they without us are not perfect. In Hebrew, after discussing Hebrews chapter 11, and all the great wild people of faith in the old time, after discussing all of them, he says they without us are not perfect. Because when they look at the darkness in our time, the darkness in our time, and we are existing, and we are surviving, and we are still preaching the gospel, and we are still moving, and we believe God, they still come to church and do all those things. They say, these people are wild. Abraham, sometimes Abraham will say, hey, 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 Abraham said, ah! Too much. Yeah, it's the Hebrew chapter. You see it. Hebrew chapter 11. Last two verses, you see it. Even Lot is surprised. Lot is surprised. Like, hey, people are doing well. Yeah. yeah. God having provided some better thing for us that they would, without us should not be made perfect. So sometimes you feel like, oh, if I were in the day of Paul, if I were in the day, listen, your day is darker. Our days are darker, wilder. Where will Paul get porn to watch? Where? Where? Where will he get it? I'm asking you a question. Where do you think he will get it? He will not. It's an ancient rumor, terrible, but I mean, it's all over. But you must learn to hold your, your, your vessel in sanctification. Okay? You must learn to hold your vessel and possess your vessel in sanctification. God, would, God, the more you walk outside of God's word, the more you walk in the will of the devil, if you like. 
the more you walk in the in the word of God, the more you walk in the will of God. Walking in the will of God has to do with walking in the word. Hallelujah. Living your life in the word. The Bible says, walk ye in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's in Galatians chapter 5, verse 17, I believe. Go to Galatians 5, 17, verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So the way to not fulfill the lust of the flesh is to walk in the spirit. In other words, it's either you're walking in the spirit or you're walking in the flesh. Okay? The word walk means to live, to have your existence. It's either you're living in the flesh or you're living in the spirit. To live in the spirit has to do with living through the word of God or living in the word of God. Doing what the word of God sees. You know, the last time I was here on a, on a Wednesday, I was sharing concerning, concerning setting your mind on things above. It's very important. I was not just joking. Very important. You must, that is how to walk in the perfect will of God. That is how to walk in the counsel of God's will. Concerning your life. If you want to do what God wants you to do, just do his word. Okay? Watch your thoughts. Don't joke with your thoughts. That's where it begins from. Don't joke with your thoughts. Your walking in the spirit is dependent on what you are thinking about. If you are thinking on the word, you are walking in the spirit. If you are not thinking on the word, you are thinking on you are walking in the flesh. Walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh, go, go to the next verse. For the flesh lasted against the spirit. It's fighting against the spirit. And the spirit fights against the flesh. He's talking about your spirit, your created human, human spirit. And these are contrary the one to another, to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you, you would. But you, might, you have to, you have to decide. Decide that I'm not, because it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. There was this man who fell ill at a point. Remember, grace does not mean you can do whatever you want to do. Remember that. So important. So important. I've had too many stories like that. Let us fornicate. When we finish, today is when? Today is Monday. Let us do it. Wednesday service. No. Today is Tuesday. Okay, today is Tuesday. Let us do it. Tomorrow night, we'll use the whole night to pray. And ask for forgiveness. By Thursday morning, we'll be fine. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or you've never seen some before? Yeah, so people, so Saturday nights, let's do some foolishness. So Saturday, Sunday morning, we'll wear repent. Sunday, we'll use, when they close at 12, between 12 and 1, we'll be in church. So that we'll, be, we'll ask for forgiveness and everything will be fine. It doesn't work like that. You, you'll, do, you'll do first, second, third, fourth, fifth. You realize it's like nothing is happening to you, everything is fine. But after a while, you realize, things will start telling the fruits will start. The wages of sin is death. You realize that death is coming. You either get some hepatitis C and die. We we'll pray for you. I do not go because there's a time. Yes, there's a time when we pray for you and it doesn't work anymore. That's what I'm going to share is along that line. There was this man who got born again when he was 13. At this time, he was 46. When this was happening to him, he was 46. And a certain man of God called Kenneth Hagen went to pray for him. He was ill. Kenneth Hagen went to him and laid his hands on him. The guy was in the, in the bed. Can I get him? He laid his hands on him and started praying. Father, help this your son. Bring him back to life. Bring, bring his body. Let him walk in health. In Jesus' name. Then something would take his hands off him. 
and put it aside. Then he, op- he opened his eyes and was wondering, ah, maybe he thought that maybe the man took his hand off. So he put his, man, his hand back. Father, nuna abale, kashale, balamra, and then his hand was taking off again. So this time he put his hand on and started, looked. <laughs> and as he was looking, his hand just went off like that. He intended to keep his hand on, but his hand went off like that. And laid on the bed. Then he put his hand back again. <laughs> ah, what's the meaning of all this? Then God spoke to him from within and told him that don't pray for him, he's going to die. And he asked God why. God said, I, he was supposed to judge. I've waited for 30 years for him to judge himself, but he's, he wouldn't judge himself. He wouldn't judge. I've waited long. You see, sometimes someone is doing something foolish. Sometimes we ask you, so how long would you be able to uh, have patience with somebody the person is messing up? Two days. <laughs> After two days, you get angry, isn't it? Some, some of us is very short. Some of us is six hours, three hours. Why? Hey, you just slap the person. God had waited for 30 years for the guy to change. He was not changing. 30 long years. Yeah, 30 long years. And God started speaking to him and telling him prophetically that this my son, I've waited 30 years for him to change. He's not changing. He has been committing adultery. He's living with someone's wife. He's not changing. Then God told him that something happened to him earlier, 20 years ago. He was married, but he was, he was living in adultery, and uh, he was living with someone's wife, and he had an accident at his workplace. He fell and broke his spine. This God, God is telling Kenegeno. He broke his spine, and he went to the hospital. They put him in a cast. They said that if he takes the cast off, he's going to die. He can't walk and all that. But he prayed. He, because he was a child of God, he knew how to pray. So he was praying. Prayed to God. Prayed, 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 and God told him that he had healed him. So he came to tell his family people that God had healed him. So they should take the cast off. But the family said, no, they won't take it off. When they went to the hospital, the hospital said they won't take it off. If they take it off, he'll turn black and die. If he removes it, he'll die. So he waited when nobody was in the house, and his younger sister, who was now uh, uh, communicating with Reverend Hagen about his brother, or about her brother, okay? The, the, she was younger then. So he, he managed to convince her to help him cut the cast. So the young girl cut, they cut, 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 cut. Well, as soon as they took the cast off his back, he fell and turned black. But after two minutes, he came back alive. Healed, walking up and down because God had healed him. Fast forward 20 years later, he was now lying in bed and Reverend Hagen was praying for him. And God said, this time around, I'm not going to heal because I've waited for all this while for him to change. But he didn't change. But God said, it's too late. He's, he has to die. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 5, right? 1 Corinthians 5, 5. Let's go there. Let me show it to you. Yeah, verse 5. 1 Corinthians 5, 5. Let's read from verse 1 so we see who this guy is. And check if you are inside where this guy is. Check your life. It's very important to judge yourself. You are, you realize actually, you are not living the way God wants you to live. Sit down and judge yourself. Change. Tell God, God, I'm sorry. I will never walk in this light anymore. Help me through your word and through your spirit. Do you understand? And start guarding your thoughts. Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, with all hard work. You put all you can on it. Oh, Charlie. If you've realized, it's just your flesh that takes you into things. 
Have you realized? The devil is not involved. It's just your flesh. And when you walk in the flesh, the devil can be involved. Because you are walking where he, where he exists, where he likes. So long as you are walking in God's word, you are walking in the spirit. And he can't exist there. He is powerless. All he can do is to bring you pictures. But when the pictures come, you crush it. You think you are the one who gets pictures? Hey, hey, hey. Why? Why? Why do you think you are the only one who gets pictures? Why? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's look at it. It says, it is reported commonly, commonly, it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. Come, it's common. Like, when a person comes to the church, after three weeks, nah, someone sleeps with the person. It's a very serious thing. Like the pastors are like Hophni and Phinehas. They are standing at the, at the entrance of the church as the children of God are passing by. Okay, this week. <laughs> this week, this lady is mine. I'm chewing this lady this week. Yeah, even the, Hophni and Phinehas were even fighting over it. Like, when this one chooses, like, hey, 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 I'm the oldest. Let me choose first. Then they choose. They were sleeping with them anyhow. And God was angry the day he striked. All of them, everybody died. Father to who the, the father was supposed to correct them, he didn't correct, so he too he died. They died, they are the unborn ones that everybody died. Yeah, it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. You see, and it's not just the fornication, and such fornication as is not as and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles, even the unbelievers don't do it the way you are doing it. That's what Paul was saying. Very, the Corinthian church, very wild. A crystal fool. Children of God. But the, the fornication level, eh? He says, it is, not, it is not mentioned even outside. The outsiders are not message version. Let's read message version. Okay. It's a message. Say it's a message. I also received a report of scandalous sex within your church family. A kind that wouldn't be tolerated even outside the church. It will not even be tolerated outside the church. But it's happening. To the extent that one of your men is sleeping with a stepmother. One of your men is sleeping with a stepmother. Atupa Jinjing. Say Atupa Jinjing. It's dangerous. We are are walking on dangerous grounds and we don't know it. We don't know it. We don't know it. Until God strikes. And when it strikes, it's another thing. It's messy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Go back to the King James. Let's read verse 2. You see, and after all these things happen, he says, you are puffed up and have not rather mourned. You are walking around and moving around as though nothing is happening. You are not moved. You are becoming more stubborn in it. Like your conscience is just you are preaching concerning grace. That grace, grace covers, grace covers for everything. <laughs> Feel free, grace covers. Continue, proceed without caution. Are you and you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that has done this deed might be taken away from among you. You have not mourned a little living, living at the whole bread. Next verse. For verily, for verily, as absent in body but present in spirit. For I verily, as absent in body but present in spirit, have judged already. As though I were present concerning him that has so done this deed. Verse 4. In the name, this is the judgment. This is what is supposed to happen. He says, In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, to deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the body. 
of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the, of the Lord Jesus. We have to deliver such a person eh, to Satan. He says, have a service. After having a service, join the service, whilst my spirit is there, the Lord Jesus is there. Deliver such a person to deliver his flesh. Do you understand that? That means pray for him to die. <laughs> pray for him to die before he gets to the point where his spirit is not saved anymore. And go, because it's better for his flesh to die than for his spirit to be infected and then he will go to hell. Do you get it? Yeah, that's how dangerous some of, the, some of these things are walking in the flesh, doing whatever you want to do. I feel like this, I feel like that, I feel like this, I feel like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, so we must walk in the perfect will of God, okay? We must walk in the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Yeah, no corner corner things. Tell about no corner corner things. The day you put your hand there and it gets stuck. It gets stuck. Your shame has come. Because all of us who come out have to come and come and pray for it to come out. And you'll be there. Yeah, too. Yeah, you know, you are, you are, your shame has come. You can't even sit in the church anymore. Even though we want you to sit in the church, it's like you can't sit in the church anymore. That's what he wants. Hallelujah. So locate all the things. Judge, judge yourself, okay? Locate what is preventing you from walking in God's will, walking in his word, and take yourself out. And start, start guarding your thoughts. That is where everything starts from. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. For what? For the pulling down of strongholds. The word strongholds has to do with thoughts, ideologies. It is impossible for a guy not to cheat on the wife. It's an ideology in the system that has been there for years. It's become a big one right now. Have you heard of side chick? Have you heard of side chick before? It, that's what has grown to become side chick now. It's not just side chick, side chicks. So this is the, we, the wifey, and then these are the, the, the side chicks. What the wifey does not do, the side chicks will do. It's an ideology. Okay? It's an ideology. That's what has happened. It's in a system. You have to rid yourself of them. Praise the Lord. Go to First Thessalonians chapter 4. Let me read from verse 1. Let me conclude along this line. So decide, I'm going to be pure for the Lord. Before we read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, let's read 1 John chapter 3. Let's read from verse 1 so that you understand. You never know when the Lord will come for you. <laughs> you never know when the Lord will come for you. There's a day coming when your life will just end. And that will be it. You'll be gone. What will you say to your Lord? Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called... The sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because he knew, it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? It says, Now are we the sons of God. See, I'm a child of God. Yeah. Now are we the sons of God. Next verse, verse 3. Then he says, And every man that has this hope, hope, the hope that when he appears, we shall be like him. When he appears, we shall be like him. Everyone that has this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. He purified himself. These are scriptures in the New Testament, not in the Old Testament. Why should you know Old Testament scripture? They are New Testament scriptures. Why do you think Joseph ran away from Potiphar's wife? Why? It's like these days, those things don't happen anymore. If you like, tempt me and see. You say what? 
you are giving scholarship. You say what you are, as you what? As you come and sleep with <laughs> Madam, are you serious? You are serious. <laughs> Madam, are you serious? You are serious. Okay, you remove your dress, you remove your dress. Yeah. You, and she's going to give you money on top. Ah, Madam Wasemwa, how many times in a week do you need it? And you start discussing for money and all that. You know, all in the aid that, oh, when after everything, we can just conf- we can confess. And we'll be, it's true. You, you confess, you forgive you. But it is better when you walk in the light as he is in the light, so that the blood of Christ can automatically cleanse you. That's in First John chapter 1, okay, verse 6. Go to First, first John 1, 6. If you say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Do you understand what he's saying? He says, if we say, go back, go back to verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with, with him, with Christ, and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. We are not doing the truth. Next verse. But if you walk in the light, the light is God's word. If you walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ automatically cleanses us. From all sin. As you walk in the word, all the wrongs that you would have done and do are automatically cleansed by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the blood of Christ. Are you seeing it? Yeah. So, walking God's way, so important. It's, it's dangerous. You, sometimes, when I say it, you don't, you don't understand. It's like the devil does not like you. The level of wickedness, okay, Jeremiah 29. Verse 11 says that, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, say the Lord. Thoughts of good, not of evil. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. To give you an expected end. It's God. Let me read the, the devil's version for you. For I know the thoughts I think toward you, say the devil. Take thoughts of destruction, not of peace. Killer thoughts. <laughs> To destroy you and give you a terrible end. That, very wicked, like Charlie. Very wicked thoughts. Very wicked thoughts. You, you will not know. It's like he's playing with you. It's like oh, he's playing. Just the devil is just playing with me. You know, some people are doing hide and seek with you. Just yeah, you're just playing chess with the devil. Yes, everything is fine. Charlie, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? <laughs> just playing with the devil like that. The day who. The day you bring, before you realize you have gotten to the end of the road and he's, you are dead. What? Oh, yo, tata, 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 tata. You have to be smart, okay? Don't joke with some things. Oh. Don't joke with some things. Read yourself of certain, it begins from your thoughts. Walk in God's way. Let me show you some more. Let me show you some more. First Thessalonians chapter 4, right? Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. Next verse. So he's telling you how to walk, how to live to please God. How many of you want to please God? One of the ways is to walk by faith, isn't it? For without faith, it's impossible to please what? To please God. He's going to show you another. For you know the commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. You know the commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. If you've forgotten the scriptures, I'm bringing it to your mind. 
For this is the will of God. Even your sanctification. This is the will of God. You want to walk in the perfect will of God? Walk according to what he's written in his document concerning you. Your sanctification. The word sanctification means to be set apart from an, something to another thing. Hmm? Sanctification is the beginning of consecration. Sanctification means to be set apart from something and then consecration means to be set apart onto something. So sanctification begins consecration. We are sanctified, set apart from these things unto God. For this is the will of God, that you should be consecrated. Uh-huh, this one says consecrated. Separated and set apart for pure and holy living. That you should abstain and shrink from all sexual vice. It's too nice that. It's very, you see, some when you can't talk. You just, <laughs> quietly. Hallelujah. Is it powerful? You have to be careful. Put your hand on your head and say, Lord, forgive me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Yeah, forgive me, Lord. When I look at the thing, you will kill me if I don't have no care. Forgive me. What do you think? Yeah, we should be just we should be asking for mercy. God have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Oh. Help us, Lord. In this wicked and perverse generation. Next verse. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Let's read the amplified of that part. Verse 4. That each one of you should know how to possess control, manage his own body. Hmm? Control, manage your own body. It's a management system. Management. Have you read First Corinthians chapter nine, verse twenty-seven before? Let's read it. First Corinthians nine twenty-seven. Then we'll come back to this. Let's read from verse twenty-six. I therefore so run. This is Paul talking. He says, "I therefore so run, not as uncertainly. So fight I, not as one that bitter the air." He says, "There's a real fight. The real fight. I'm not fighting like someone who does not know what it's like. I'm beating a boxer who's just beating the air. I know my opposition." My opposition is my body. Next verse. But I keep my body under and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Go back to that place. Verse 9. Chapter 9, what we're reading. Let's read from verse 26 once again. Okay? Amplified. Let's read the Amplified. From verse 26. Therefore, I did not run or settle without definite aim. I did not box like one beating the air and striking without an, an adversary. But like a boxer, I buffet my body. I beat my body. Handle it roughly and discipline it by hardships and subdue it for fear that after proclaiming, the, proclaiming to others the gospel and things pertaining to it, I myself should become unfit. Not stand the test, be unapproved and rejected as, as a counterfeit. Because this can happen to a Christian. Rejected as a counterfeit because you weren't keeping your... It is your, your body, you are more against yourself than the devil is against you. You and your body and your flesh. <laughs> Most of the time, the devil you are casting... I, devil, I bind you. He is sitting in somewhere thinking about himself. He's sitting. He has created a system that is working. 
and your flesh has just entered the system. And the system is just working you. Walk in the spirit. Tell me about walking in the spirit. Decide for, I'm deciding for myself that from today, I'm, I'm talking for myself, from today I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm going to determine not to walk outside the, outside the spirit. Not to walk outside the word. I'll walk in the spirit. Checking my thoughts. Checking my flesh. Your flesh is it. Your flesh will weaken you. Push you down. Make you touch things you're not supposed to touch. Say things you're not supposed to say. Each person should know how to possess his own vessel, his body, in consecration and sanctification to God. Your purity matters. Don't think it doesn't matter. Don't think your confession will beat that one. No. Do you understand? Yeah. I work for the Lord. I live for the Lord. Thank you, dear Holy Spirit, that you're helping me. It's walking the Spirit. It's the Word and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit must help you. And he will help you. Obviously, he's able to keep you from falling. He's able to keep you from going astray. And maybe I know we've all done foolish things before, but Charlie, oh, it's okay. Aren't you tired? Can't you see that it's tiring? One lady's number is low battery. The number on your phone is low battery. The other person's number is mechanic, ECG man, funeral guy. Hey, that's serious. Organizer. The Uber driver. You're tired. It's tiring. It's too tiring. You can't save any number. When they're calling, you don't know which one. You wait for the, you wait for the person to say hello before you talk. When you call. When the person says hello. Okay. <laughs> yes. How are you? Forgive Lord. Praise the Lord. Judge yourself, okay? Judge yourself. I'm not going right. Father, I'm changing. Turning from this particular side. Coming the way God wants me to come. God will help you. Hallelujah. Yeah. But every one of you should know how to possess his blessing, sanctification, and honor. Not in the last of concupiscence. Even as the Gentiles which know not God. Let's read Amplify. We don't understand last of concupiscence. Not to be used in the passion of lust like the hidden, who are ignorant of the true God and have no knowledge of his will. Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah. Go to Romans chapter 8. Let's read from verse 1. Let's read from verse 1 quickly. Then you can ask me questions along this line. Okay? Like, if there's, can ask whatever question you have. There's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Even though you are not condemned. If you walk in the flesh, you will feel condemned. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Are you not in Christ Jesus? Then it says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. If you don't walk after the spirit, you will feel condemned. If you, so long as you walk after the spirit, you will realize that you are not condemned. You are flowing. You are pure in your mind and everything is fine. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ just has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, so that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit? Are you seeing it? So some things will not work in your life if you are walking after the flesh. They will work in your life if you walk in the spirit. Next verse. I've showed you what, what it means to walk in the flesh and what it means to walk in the spirit. Doesn't it? 
Or I've not showed you? Showed you, eh? For they that are after the flesh do mind. They do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So you can mind the things of the spirit, or you can mind the things of the flesh. Amplified. For those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds. They set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. But those who are according to the spirit are controlled by the desires of the spirit and set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. As simple as ABCD. Is it rocket science? It's very easy to understand, isn't it? So why, what, what are you setting your mind on? But those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by some holy desires, set their minds, they set their minds and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. But those who are according to the spirit and are controlled by the desire of the spirit, set their minds. So it begins from your mind. It begins from where? That is why he says, be not conformed to this world. Don't go, don't follow the course. Don't let the course carry you. Take yourself out. I'm not going to think like that. I'm not going to relate like that. I'm not going to have entertain thoughts like this. Yeah. Sometimes the devil will bring your past to you. We all have past. Maybe you've done abortion before. I'm not the first person to do abortion. Maybe your mother did one before you came. You were lucky. You came. You dare be there. You don't know some things. Your mother will slap you if you go and ask her questions. <laughs> I'm going to ask her anything. I'm just saying, you're not the first person. It has happened. Ask for forgiveness. You were wrong, ain't it? Father, forgive. Forgive. When we say abortion, the guys they don't think that they, they've also done abortion. You impregnated and she aborted. Who did the abortion? It's the two of you. Oh, so you to have passed. Hallelujah. You paid for it every time. You pay for it, ain't it? You you send the money. Created the show the doctor she's supposed to go to. Don't go to her. Don't go to this one. If you go to this one, you not come back. Go to this one. Your own baby. It was your own baby. They brought the baby out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. May the Lord have mercy on us. Amen. It has passed. The devil tried to bring pictures to your mind. Pictures to your mind. In two places. In your prayer. And in your day-to-day living, in your prayer, that's why it says that put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the methods of the devil. Then the other one says that, go to two, next two verses, verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand in the evil day. Have you seen it? So every single day, you must, you must, he, he, the devil tries to bring thoughts that will bring you down every day and bring you thoughts that will bring you down when you are praying, especially in prayer. I know someone who was praying, the next thing he realized was masturbating. Oh dear, oh. Charlie, he started like I'm praying, Kala, go, 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 The thoughts that the devil was bringing to his mind, as the thoughts were coming, one, two, three, four. His initial when he started was like, Mana, Dokoshi, Palaga, Palaga. One, Mona, Baba, Two, Mama, 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 Mama. Three, then he kept quiet. It's okay. I'll not pray again. Hey! Has it happened to you before? Ask anybody, has it happened to you before? It's true, eh? It's not a small thing. 
as you are praying, thoughts power. He will just pictures, shoom, shoom, shoom. and each one reduces your tempo small, small. <laughs> you can even cry. You are, you are praying, <laughs> someone standing by you will think that you are like you are in a stray. <laughs> Wow. Hallelujah. See, I'll live for the Lord. It talks about putting on the whole armor of God. The whole armor. You see, if in Romans chapter, chapter 8, verse 9, it says that, but you are not of the flesh, but you are of the spirit. Meaning that we are born of the spirit. It says, but you are not in the flesh. You are not in the See, I'm not in the flesh. Yeah, that's, the, that's the truth. Of God's word. You must have that at the back of your mind. I am not in the flesh. I am in this, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Does the spirit of God dwell in you? He does. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of us. But the spirit of Christ is inside you. So insist on it. The battle we have to do with has to do with insisting on what God has said concerning us. This is what God has said concerning me. I like it. And that is how I will live. Instead of saying, I don't know, every time when I try to stand for the Lord, that's when the devil. <laughs> no, stand. He says, having done all to stand. It's a, it's a fight of faith. Hmm? That's what Paul told Timothy. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Eternal life, you cannot see it. He says, lay hold on it. Aggressively partake in the divine nature. Do you understand? Because if you do last, last, you will not, you will not see anything. You will not see if you. Oh, I don't know these things. Do they work? Do they work? It works. Oh. it works. It works. It's possible for you to live a sin-free life. It is. It is to live a life full of glory, going higher and higher, doing the will of God every single day, walking in the perfect will of God every single day. It's possible. If it were not possible, we wouldn't have told us. It's possible. Hallelujah. He says, be perfect because your father is what? Perfect. He meant it when he said it. The one who has this open himself, purified himself even as he is pure. Even as he is pure. Hallelujah. But you are not in the flesh. But in the spirit. See, I'm not in the flesh. That's the fight. It's called the fight of faith. Staying in God's word. And flowing in the flesh. Which is, going, which is it going to be? Which is it going to be? You stand. You see, so we are not, we, we stand. We are not moving. I'm not moving. I'm standing in Christ. I'm standing in his will. I'm standing in his word. No movement. I'm standing in there. That's what God has said about me. I believe it. And that settles it. No matter what the devil does, I am not going out. I'm staying in God's house. I'm staying in God's kingdom. I'm staying in God's word. He says I'm his righteousness. I believe it. That settles it. This sin shall not have dominion over you. I believe sin shall not have dominion over me. Sin cannot control me any longer. Whatever has been controlling me in time past, you are gone from my life in Jesus' name. I'm controlled only by the word of God. In Jesus. Yeah, stand strong. Let me show you. Go to uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Let's read from verse 13 once again. It's called practical Christianity, okay? Practicals. It's no joke. Practical. Really living for the Lord. 
We're living for the Lord. I'm living for the Lord. I'm living for the Lord. I'm living for the Lord. There are some friends that man, you must say bye bye to. There are friends who they bring terrible every time. They just destroy your life. You say you stop going to the club. But a guy, this guy, this friend of yours will come. Charlie, Charlie, go, 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 go. I go pay, I go pay him. If you were sitting in the church and told him to pay, you wouldn't have paid. But the club, he said, you go pay. I go pay. Oh, Charlie, why are you there? I get some cheek myself give you. Hey, Charlie, he's fine. Oh, yeah. Man. The chick always they talk about you. So oh, the day you see you, know they, you know they feel do anything. Charlie, before finish I'm all home. Finish her. Always urging you to foolishness. Hmm? Are you seeing what I'm talking about? Always urging you to something that, like when they come into your atmosphere, it spells a lot of things. Not long after, Charlie, you realize that boys are emery. You'll be saying, God, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, son. Oh, say bye-bye to them. Start saying that this movie is X-rated. I won't watch it. You see, the soft porn, the soft ones, like 50 shades of gray. I hear there's a second one that's come, 50 shades, a third one, actually, 50 shades of fruit. Oh, pastor, it's not, it's not really bad. It's just eh, eh, one or two things. It's not really. <laughs> hey, brother. <laughs> you, you have to. You are killing yourself. You are staring yourself. You are staring things. Have you been blessed in any way? Have you learned anything in any way? Wow. So, hold your vessel in sanctification. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.